So I've had this idea for a while to do some sort of podcast type thing. I mean, I don't really know what this is. Uh, surrounding theology and philosophy, uh, those type of topics, uh, but not in like a boring way or where you have to be trained and know all these words way, but just in a way that maybe would make sense and be helpful to normal everyday people. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this, but you know, we're in a weird time and I figured, why not? Let's just try it out. Uh, so we're gonna do it um, and I'm calling it random ideas about God. And the goal of each of these, I guess, segments or episodes, I don't know what people call them. Uh, we can call them episodes. Uh, the goal of this is to just talk about something that someone way smarter than me has said and uh, see if it's helpful in our lives and think about it and if it changes how we act. Uh, so this week's idea comes from a man named Karl Barth. And his name is kind of spelled B-A-R-T-H, his last name. So it looks like Barth, but it's Bart. Don't say it wrong. <laughs> but if you haven't been to seminary, there's probably a huge chance you have no idea who this guy is. You probably have never heard his name before. Um, and I won't dive deep into his history or anything. You can do that. I trust you to go to Google and type his name in. Uh, but Karl Barth was basically a Swiss theologian who wrote a lot of stuff. He was a professor. He had a bunch of famous lectures. And his big magnum opus is this five-volume work that he did called Church Dogmatics, which is humongous. Basically, it's like a set of encyclopedias, but about Christian theology. It's huge. For our purpose, we're actually just going to work with one phrase from one lecture he gave in 1956. Um, and this is what the phrase says. What we have in him, Jesus, is the history, the dialogue, in which God and humanity meet and are together. Basically, if you want to understand God, you look at Jesus. Seems simple enough, right? Probably most people that are Christians, or if you're not a Christian and you know about Christianity, you would say that, yeah, that kind of seems what Christianity is about, or that's a big significant portion of it, is Jesus being God. But what does that statement actually mean if we apply it to everything else? If we apply it and take it a little bit further, it actually is pretty radical. See, here's the thing. When I say the word God, maybe you might think about some old man in the sky with a white beard and long white hair. You might think about that. But in general, the idea of God is abstract. Like God is an abstract thing. It's something that we can't fully put our finger on. It's not something that we can draw or encompass. God is kind of bigger than all those things. Even God's descriptors in the Bible are really abstract. For example, God tells Moses from a bush, a burning bush, mind you, I am who I am. Well, that's pretty abstract. And then God's name in the Bible is Yahweh, which Yahweh, the word, kind of represents the sounds you make when you breathe. Yahweh. It's very, very abstract. And in certain parts of the Bible, God's presence is described like a cloud that sits in a tent. That's a bit less abstract than the other ones, but still, you get the point. God is kind of an abstract concept. Then Jesus comes around and says things like, I am blank. And when he says that, he's essentially referencing that story with Moses where God says, I am who I am. And he also calls God his father. 
He says things like, I only see, I only do what I see God doing, what I see my father doing. And in Christianity, we have this idea that we talk about called the Trinity, where we describe Jesus as fully God and fully human, a part of the Trinity. So all this comes together in this idea that if God is abstract, then Jesus is that abstract thing made concrete. If the idea of God is an abstract one, then we can understand it by looking at Jesus. That's essentially what Bart, Bart is saying. That if you want to understand what God is like, if you want to understand God's personality or character or the things God would do if God were a human being, guess what? You don't have to go far. You look at Jesus, God in human form. It's kind of like this. So uh, my wife, Krista, and I had this idea about a year and a half ago to buy a house. So we were at a place in life where we felt like it was the next right choice in our lives. But as an idea, it really doesn't do much. You can start with an idea, but it doesn't really change much of your life outside of something that you think about. But then we eventually started looking online at places like Zillow. Then we got a real estate agent. Then it got real, like real fast, it got real. We started touring houses, we made offers, we lost houses, it was frustrating, it was exciting, it was all in between. We walked into houses that smelled like cigarette smoke and were just disgusting. We walked into beautiful houses that we could see ourselves living and then we didn't end up winning them or our offer didn't get accepted. But finally, eventually, our offer got accepted, we did all the paperwork, we got the keys, and we moved into our house. And I'm actually filming from one of our favorite rooms in the house. But our house went from an idea to something real. So you get the point. We can have all these ideas about God, which is fun, which is why I wanted to do this, because I like talking about and thinking about ideas about God. I personally think it's fun, and I hope you think it's fun. But if that's all we have is ideas, then they kind of just sit there in our brain, never really affecting our lives. But if Jesus is God made concrete, then the things that Jesus does are these ideas of God actually taking place. Here's where this gets a little bit radical. So Bart kind of takes it a little bit further later on, and he says, theology can think and speak only in view of Jesus Christ and by starting out from him. So what's he saying there? This is my interpretation of it. So theology is kind of the realm of study of God is, is what it is. But basically, here's what he's saying. That any ideas of God are inadequate if they don't match with the things we know about Jesus. Okay, that's a little bit more radical. Because that means anything we say about God's character, according to Bart, and that things that God would do has to be vetted based on Jesus's actions. And of course, like anything and any set of ideas, there are people and Christians that are going to wholly disagree with Bart's theology on this. That may be you, and that's okay, I totally get it, but I actually agree with Bart because that seems to be what Jesus is saying about himself the entire time. He was showing us what God truly was like. So what are the, some of the things that Jesus did? This is not an exhaustive list. This is just kind of some of my favorite ones. Uh, but he healed people, he fed people, 
He talked to people that others wouldn't talk to, would actually avoid talking to, would actually create cities in such a way that they wouldn't even walk in the areas where some of these people were. He challenged people to give everything to the poor, to care about those in need. He challenged people who were judging and excluding others. He asked people to follow him that were nobodies in society. And he talked a whole bunch about love. And this is where we're going to land for today's conversation. This idea that God is love comes from a letter in the New Testament in the Christian Bible called 1 John. And I'm not going to go into the details. Again, Google is your friend. If you want to know more, you want to read about it, you want to dive deeper. But the writer says these words in 1 John. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. You might have heard that piece of scripture read in a wedding or something. They're typically read uh, at weddings sometimes. It's one of the more popular ones. But if you weren't counting, by the way, love was said 13 times in six sentences. That's a lot of love. But basically, it kind of, if you read it, it kind of agrees with what Bart is saying that Jesus is kind of God represented so we would understand God. And if God is love, this is what this is saying. When we love, we're essentially doing what God would do. But here's the hard thing. Just like the idea of God is sort of abstract. The idea of love, the way we use it at least, is also kind of abstract. We can say, like for example, I love ice cream. And then I can turn around and say, I love my wife. Those are two different, completely, complete different uses of love. Like one is about consumption and one is about doing life with someone. Those are two complete different uses. Love is kind of this abstract thing unless we look at Jesus. Because if Jesus is God made concrete, then Jesus is love made concrete. So the things that Jesus did were acts of love. And it's no wonder that the two most important things that Jesus kind of said were the two most important rules was loving God and loving other people. Jesus was about love. See, we can say we love something or love someone as many times as we want. But love becomes concrete when we put it into action. Love goes from being abstract to becoming real when it's actually lived out. I can say I love ice cream all I want, but if I never eat it, if I never even smell it, see it, or even know what it is, then All I do is actually love the idea of ice cream. I don't actually love it. I'm not putting love into practice. 
Instead, it kind of just exists in this world of ideas. And on a side note, uh, something that I thought we could do in the future with this, if it goes well and people enjoy it, uh, is to kind of talk about the idea that we can believe certain things, but if we never actually do anything about it, does it actually affect our lives and does it actually mean anything that we believe those things? That's kind of sort of related to this. But back to this idea of love. Don't just live in the world of ideas. Actually do it. Go out and love. If love is something that you believe is a part of your life and an important thing that you're supposed to do in this world, then actually put it into practice. Don't live in the world of ideas. Live in the world of action. Peace and grace, everyone. Thank you for joining me.